0: What's going on in this town? People are afraid. These things are everywhere. They're all around us. I can't run away from this. It's time I fought back. It's too late to fight. You ain't seen a fight yet. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me.
1: Me. Hi, I'm Kim,
0: Stuart, and this is Scott, yeah. <laughs>
1: just kidding, <laughs> I kind of sounded like the Star Trek Scott, <laughs> me up Scotty,
0: sorry everybody, Scott couldn't make it with us tonight, because he hasn't been watching Outcast, and that's what we're going to be talking about,
1: and he's also recovering from his awesome trip to yeah. Europe,
0: yes, he had a great trip to Europe, and now he didn't do his homework. Nope, but that's okay. We'll do it for him. So
1: this is episode 57 of Fear Me Podcast, and we are going to review Outcast, which is the other Robert Kirkman show based on a comic book. And first of all, what you drinking?
0: Same thing you are. <laughs> Red Hair Brewery uh, out of Marietta, Georgia, a long day lager. And? And it's not an IPA. You always have IPAs, oh, so true. that's why I got this one.
1: No, I didn't even realize. Hmm. It's pretty good.
0: I it's think it's not, really good.
1: It's not very well.
0: It's not all tart. Su- yeah, it's not all sweet and sugary. That's like, all right. Like your normal IPA. I mean,
1: it's good. You can drink a lot of them.
0: Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you need to. Yeah,
1: I if think. you had a rough
0: day at work or I, something. <laughs> I need to. Which it's the long day logger. I mean, that's oh, that's true. Yeah, you had a he had a rough long day hanging out with five children.
1: And it has a rabbit. On the front, looking out of his window, holding his beer in his hand while he lounges. And I've already posted it on Facebook. What? Yep.
0: (laughs) All right, so we've done it twice now. I know. In a year.
1: All right, so you ready to review this? Sort of. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to start out generic for those of you who've never seen the show before. And a couple of you told me that you couldn't even access it because you don't have Cinemax. Oh, no. So I have an answer for you. But then once we do our generic review of it and tell you how we feel, then we're going to go into a detailed description. So for those of you who have not watched it, you can skip through the last part of the podcast and not worry about getting spoiled.
0: So are we going to share how how they're going to access it like to yeah. start out here? Okay, good. You're not going to make them wait till the end. <laughs> no, no. That would be an ass move. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah.
1: Okay, so yes, for those of you who cannot (laughs) get it on Cinemax because you don't have that channel, you can now download it on iTunes, Amazon, and Steam. I've never heard of Steam. Okay. But from what I've seen, the first episode is free, and then you have to pay like $1.99 for each of the other episodes, and the entire first season is out for you to download. So
0: go do it. So it's 20 bucks to download the whole thing. Yeah. It's worth it. And it's
1: totally worth it. Yeah.
0: All right. so, but you did okay, so Kirkman, I mean most people that are going to hear us know who Kirkman is. I would right. certainly hope
1: so Robert Kirkman, same guy who did The Walking Dead
0: okay
1: he wrote this comic and produces the TV show, and I'm not sure if he actually writes any of the TV show episodes, okay. but he's definitely producing
0: he's all over the website
1: he is this is like
0: his other baby, yeah, and they have their own blog and stuff, so I mean and like, their
1: own podcast
0: if you look at the outcast website. Just, just the sheer amount of content that's on there, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, it's one first season, ten episodes, right? Yep. So you know who, who knows how far it's going to go. Um, they they know it's going to catch on because it's a good storyline.
1: Well, season my, two was already picked up before the first season even started.
0: Okay. Well, my question is, and they they even have their own podcast mm-hmm. on the website,
1: mm-hmm. just so, like Preacher.
0: Yeah. So I guess my question is. Do you think Kirkman likes this story more than The Walking Dead? Ah, uh, Good question. Because I almost kind of get that feeling from him when, when this has been brought up about the production and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it, when, did Sky, when was Skybound created? Was Skybound created before The Walking Dead comic no. went to print? No, Skybound
1: was created afterwards okay. because they had so much material that they needed to control. Okay. So I think that Kirkman... Since he's been doing The Walking Dead for so many years, it's been like 15 or 20 years now, right? Since the comic book
0: came out. You know more than I do.
1: Yeah. So I think that this is something that's just new and refreshing to him and it's not zombie related. I'm not saying he's worn out on the zombie stuff, but I'm sure that this is something that's kind of exciting and new to him.
0: Another outlet. Another outlet. How many other uh, story? how many other series does he have, books?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: You don't know? I don't know. Do you know of any others? He does have some other ones. He he had some that he had out that were not quite successful before The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know any any of the other ones, but we can easily find out. And I'm sure somebody else can tell us, too.
0: (laughs) Well, and also, like, okay, so we've been doing our podcast for over a year now. Mm -hmm. Scott's not here. It's like, what, the first time Scott's not here? I think I missed one at one point. Yep. But kind of the background for the people that haven't, if you haven't heard us since the first couple episodes that we did our podcast, Scott is my brother mm-hmm. and Kim is my better half.
1: <laughs> Much better
0: half. <laughs> and before yeah, and before we started doing this, Scott and Kim were huge into The Walking Dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Kim, and horror
0: in general. Yeah, and horror in, gen- in general. Scott was uh, a collector of he was a, a literary horror hound Yes. since I was a kid. And I mean, Kim doesn't even know this. When I was in grade school, I would go over to Scott's apartment. It's like a three-bedroom apartment. And I can talk about Scott now because he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till he hears it. I know. He's like, no, oh, there's personal stuff. Don't share my personal stuff. Well, this is the the embarrassing personal stuff. I'm not going to tell you where he lived. <laughs> but he had walls lined in shelves in his apartment
1: much like Uh, he does now
0: no no not a not a room or a couple rooms no he had like three bedrooms going into the back of his apartment or might have been two bedrooms the corridor leading back to the bedrooms was where he kept the paperbacks oh shallow shelves so you could still get back to the bedrooms Uh uh-huh and then in his son's room he had shelves with other, he, is, he was a fanatic for horror collecting. And I think he's limited it now to um, signed and first editions or yeah. whatever. But he had to pare back because he had a huge collection. And he has a vast knowledge of books and horror books especially. Mm-hmm. So anyways, and then Kim, um, I think, got into the comics after the show started, right? You didn't, you weren't into him before.
1: Right, because I've never been into comics at all. And then once the show started and I found out there was a comic, I wanted to read the backstory of yeah. the show. Yeah. But I've always been a horror hound, too, and I've been collecting Stephen King since I was in, like, the first grade.
0: Okay. And then Ross, our friend who's been on a couple times, uh, I think he and, and Kim, uh, we've been friends for a long time, and they, they kind of conversed over a little bit over The Walking Dead, too, and the the comics as well. So,
1: And then there's Stuart.
0: And then there's me, who I was not hugely, I was a, a huge fan. I was a big fan of The Walking Dead, but I wasn't, like, crazy horror stuff.
1: And actually uh, didn't really like it. Uh, did I not? I don't think you did.
0: I No, I liked it.
1: You would watch movies don't with me begrudgingly.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking, yeah, yeah, because you'd get into, that, like, some of the horror stuff that was the gore stuff, which right. I was never right. big into. So, right. anyways, a little insight, maybe, maybe understand maybe some of our comments sometimes
1: yeah for those of you who aren't normally with us and you're just listening to the outcast stuff but
0: this show is incredible
1: yeah so let me just tell you a little bit about (laughs) the background of outcast so it was released last may may 23rd 2016 so you can assume that season two will be released around the same time this year there are 10 episodes it's on Cinemax, and then the storyline is there's a man named Kyle Barnes who grew up in this small town in West Virginia called Rome, West Virginia. He has pretty much been plagued his entire life by demon possession. So his mom used to beat him as a child. He, he found his wife attacking his daughter one day and saved her from his wife. And so all of these rumors and bad juju has pretty much followed him his
0: entire life. And... Well, he lost his wife and his daughter because of it. Because right, because he was accused of eating them.
1: Exactly. Because, oh, that's
0: right. Because he was trying to fight out the spirits, but he doesn't know any of this. He doesn't. He doesn't know what it is. When we get what, into this He story. doesn't
1: understand what's happening. Right. And he doesn't yeah.
0: really understand what controls he has over it.
1: Right. But then there's another person in the show. Um, his name is Reverend Anderson. And he is a preacher in that town. And he is kind of like his conf- Kyle's confidant and friend and helps him to understand what's going on and um, pretty much helps him along. So this town um, is just one of those small, like, country towns where nothing ever happens and there's one main street and it's just you know you try to live your life to get out of that environment and but it always pulls you back and that's where
0: we find kyle when we open the story yeah it's a coal mining town yeah in In west West virginia Virginia. yeah
1: and the show is actually made in south carolina in rock hill actually in chester which is just south of charlotte so that's why
0: it looks so depressing
1: yeah which there are no mountains (laughs) In that part of South Carolina, which is the funny part to me, because it's supposed to be in West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> but, okay, so what are your general feelings about the show?
0: I thought it was incredible. The characters are awesome. The cinematography is great. It does, I mean, it has that feeling of, uh, the coal mining towns especially have kind of that dingy, mm-hmm. kind of coated in dust feel. And I think they caught it perfectly the characters kyle is awesome the reverend's awesome it's it's seamless i mean it's really really well done even like some of the side characters who i don't even think are going to last that long or just have like some real great build up and i you know who knows if it's going to last that long but um as far as the the, how the characters are because they're very developed now yes Mm -hmm. but i don't know how long the series has been around for the comic so i don't know how much how far they go with it
1: Oh, well, I can tell you that information, okay. too. well, that's
0: good. Okay. Oh, did we tell people to not listen to us because we're going to start spoiling stuff? We're
1: not spoiling stuff okay. yet. Okay.
0: Okay, well, you tell me, tell me when <laughs> we can do it. I will. Okay. <laughs>
1: so, the comic actually has not been around that long. There's only 23 issues out Yeah,
0: right. So, so they
1: picked it up on, for the TV show right after the comic was released, the first issue. Okay. And um, it's a monthly comic, so it's released every month, and they're on the 23rd. And that's it. Okay. And It's produced by Skybound, of course. Okay.
0: Well, that's. I guess that's where I'm a little like. Are they going to have enough to work with?
1: I think so. I mean.
0: Because they're going to be pretty reliant on the character development, based on that comic, just like they're doing with The Walking Dead. It's so crazy how many all these series that are working that way, that with Preacher and The Walking Dead and Outcast and. Well, there's some really good comic books out there I right know. now. The comic book, by the way, was created by Robert Kirkman, of course,
1: but the artist is Paul Azacita, I think his name is. Sure. Yeah.
0: So what... Okay. That You heard my thoughts.
1: Okay, so my thoughts are I love it. Um, I'm not sure if it's the best TV show that's out there right now because Walking Dead is still pretty spectacular, but this one is really good, especially coming from a writer like Robert Kirkman. He is really good about... Um, Like hashing out all the details and creating this entire backstory that really lends to the forefront of the storyline. But I really like, I like the way it's filmed. There seems, sometimes there seems to be a filter on the, on the camera that makes it look a little bit.
0: It's like a cool gray. Yeah, exactly. Everything's a cool gray.
1: So I guess that goes along with the coal mining thing maybe.
0: That's what, yeah, I think so.
1: Or like the evilness, like a haze.
0: Evil Is that a word? <laughs> Just kidding.
1: You're making stuff up now? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um I love the actors. The guy who plays the sheriff. Reg was it Reg Giles? Ka- oh his Well actor. Sheriff Sheriff Giles, but yeah. the actor is like Reg Cathy, I think it is. Yeah, Reg Cathy. He's awesome. And then Patrick Fugit, I hope I'm saying that name right. He's he plays Kyle Barnes.
0: Okay.
1: And um He's great. He's amazing. He was on ER. Along with two other actors really? on the show. Okay. The assistant to the Reverend was on ER. I can't remember who the other person is. But um and then the lady who plays one of the church women, And um, that's all I'm gonna say about her. Um she was um Mildred S- Sarah Palmer on the on Twin Peaks. Is that her name? Mildred? Yeah, Mildred.
0: Yeah, the older woman. Yeah, her oh. name is Grace Zabriskie. She is great.
1: She's like the best. She's got yeah. great facial expressions, <laughs> and she's pretty creepy.
0: Well, they had great parts for her too. They had great scenes.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the best actor is Brent uh, Spiner. What data from Next Generation? See,
0: that's what I, I was gonna dis. I was gonna say that was one of my. <laughs> we do our hits and misses, but that was one of my misses on this.
1: Why? Because
0: I just see him as Data. As, as Data? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, that's uh,
1: why I like it so much, because it's a totally different character for him.
0: He is. I, but, I mean, he's still that actor, though. Well, I mean, I, when I say that, he's still. God, um, oh, how do you. I don't even know how to put this in words.
1: Like, innocent.
0: No. he's No, he's not innocent at all. He's evil. He's completely evil in this, which he's not in. That's what Star I mean. Trek.
1: He's well I think he's pretty awesome. Because we haven't really <laughs> seen him in anything. No, we have. not He's still Star Data. Trek. Because he's still Data. He's still Data. Yes. But now he's evil Data.
0: Yes. Villain. He's white-haired Data.
1: Yeah, he is. So, overall, I would say we both really really like this show to the point where I think we binge-watched the entire first season in what? 4 would... days? Yeah, I think so. It's that good.
0: Yeah, it was really good.
1: And if you end up having to buy the series, just go ahead and buy all of them. Because you're going to want to watch the entire thing. And I cannot wait until May or whenever it is that it's going to be released again for season two. Super excited.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we chose this one. I think we had a few um, listeners that suggested us watching it. Uh, It had a huge presence at Walker Stalker. Oh, yeah. For sure. They did a panel. Yeah,
1: They did a panel with um, Reg Cathy, Patrick Fugit, Wren um, uh, Schmidt, who played Megan Holter. That's um, Kyle Barnes' sister. And I think Philip Glenister was there. He plays Reverend Anderson. There was like four or five of them. Maybe there was a kid there, too. Anyways, they did a panel, and I wish I had paid more attention because I was just sitting in the back of the room just talking and not... Doing anything, and then they did a giveaway. They gave away one of the comic books with an autograph, free autograph. Didn't yeah. get that. Didn't even think about it.
0: Now well, I wish I had. Well, yeah, I saw a lot of vendors that were selling the books as well too. Yeah, but, um, the
1: Skybound um, booth was there, and they were selling Outcast, and they sold out.
0: Well, and if you're in, I mean, if you're into the artwork side of it too, I mean, the the illustration that. Uh, the graphics on the front of those covers was very impressive.
1: Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of Preacher in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it had like I don't know, like screen print look to it. It was mm-hmm. really nicely drawn, drawn stuff. But
1: yeah, and and Kirkman has the whole marketing thing going on, just like he does with The Walking Dead. So there are now figures that you can get, especially of Kyle Barnes. Um, there are the, of course, the comics. There's, you know, swag of all types, t-shirts, whatever. You can get everything. So, in other words, it's kind of like the next big thing for Robert Kirkman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it won some awards. All right, so now I think it's time that we start doing our detailed analysis.
0: So we're gonna start going into our our faves. We
1: are. Favorite so parts. if you do not want to get spoiled, this is probably where you would want to cut us off. Or just fast forward to the end. We're not going to have news this time. We're not going to have listener feedback.
0: So, um... Oh, I will mention that I I watched some of the, um... A couple listeners had told us to watch, um, Vikings. Yeah. Stuff. And I watched a few episodes of that. Did you? You watched one. I fell asleep. Okay. I thought it was good. I would like to watch that. You want to watch it to review it? At some point.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. there you go guys.
0: And we've also started watching Westworld.
1: Yeah, and I was gonna say this at the end of the podcast, but Oh sorry, I ruined that. That's okay. We will be reviewing Westworld next.
0: Yeah. And Scott's gonna join us for that because yes. Scott well he said he was binge watching while he was in Switzerland. Yeah. And he was like he he kept like texting us saying you better watch this so we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, so I think we're we're a few episodes in and we we like it.
0: I like I like Outcast better. So I do far. too. I do too. But it's, it's pretty intense.
1: So we're going to review that one next um, in a couple of weeks. So, but now we're going to go into our detailed stuff about uh, Outcast. So if you don't want to hear any more, see you next time. Now, okay.
0: The rest of you who are here, you Did we you give under- enough time for them to shut it off?
1: Well, you can pause it.
0: <laughs> the rest of
1: you who are here, you know that there are going to be spoilers. So don't write us and tell us you're mad that we spoiled Outcast for you. Okay. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to give you our top five things that we liked about the entire first season, because um, it would be impossible to talk about each and every episode. So, do you want to go first?
0: Uh, sure. Okay. Mine's uh, very simple starting it and out. Um, my number one was uh, the whole beginning with the kid smashing his face, smashing the roach against the wall with his forehead.
1: Now, is that your like thing that you like the most?
0: No. Th- I mean, that just set it up perfectly. Oh, okay. I was like, okay... Cause that's weird. So it's
1: that's actually weird. your number five.
0: Yeah. Okay. It'll be yeah. We, you know, <laughs> five to one. I'm not gonna give my very best to start out. Okay.
1: Good. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, no,
0: but no. I, uh, that the weirdness, creepiness, um, kind of insensitive side of that, where the kid's like, you know, where he smashes a roach with his forehead against the wall, <laughs> it was like, okay, that's messed up. And then they lived up to it the rest of the series.
1: That was my number one, actually. Oh, really? Like, my very favorite thing in the entire show.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, sorry. Well, I ruined that. You did not ruin anything.
1: No, that was my favorite, too, because I figured if they can do that with a kid then there's all kinds of stuff they can do. Well, kids are
0: messed up and kind of gross anyways. But he used his forehead to smash a roach against a wall.
1: And then he smeared his face in the goo and licked it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did lick it. That Mm, makes it.
1: That was disgusting and awesome.
0: That makes it awful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Right off the bat, you know what kind of show this is. Yes. (laughs) All right. So my number five is, or number one, whatever you want to do. Um, is that it doesn't feel like a comic book series and that i we, neither of us have ever read the comic book and I don't feel like it's important to read the comic book to enjoy the show. Right. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. I just, it doesn't have like that kitschy comic book feel to it. It just feels like a drama, like a horror slash drama
0: show. Oh, well, everything feels like it could be based in reality. Right. Except for the flying black gook pouring out of people's faces. Uh, yes it's you know what's weird to me about this is kind of how you know we we, uh cover the walking dead and we cover um preacher Mm -hmm. and how this is almost almost a mix of the two in a way
1: oh yeah you're right
0: because preacher is very i mean there's a lot of humor in it Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of supernatural Mm -hmm. and there's well there's black goo in it as well Which stars in both shows. (laughs) But um, The Walking Dead is very serious survival and all this kind of... And there's kind of this crossover, but with this weird supernatural thing in the background Mm -hmm. that's very close to what's going on with Preacher. But with the fear of death stuff that... Maybe maybe not so much the fear of death yet, but it's coming. Mm Mm-hmm. With this show, with Outcast, that you kind of get out of The Walking Dead. so And that darkness.
1: Yeah, it's, going, it's leading up to something big.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't really, there's so much humor in Preacher, you don't really feel the darkness quite so much. Especially when you have, like, you know, the main communicator to the people on Earth acting as God. And he's yeah. like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know.
1: <laughs> but there's a little bit of comedy in this one, too.
0: Not not as much, much. but it's 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 like subtle. Yeah. Okay. I think. Well, there's fun. Yeah, I mean, there's things you might find funny that are a little almost sadistic. (laughs) Yeah. But um,
1: yeah. Okay. What's your number four? Oh,
0: um, when uh, the Reverend Mm -hmm. gets the uh, pentagram carved on his chest.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah. Huge scene, because it was just like, holy shit! That guy just like. Sydney, who is Data, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna call him Data. Anyway, Sydney, <laughs> evil Data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, they were having a fight, but it was just like, boom. He just opens up and starts carving into the guy's chest. That's that true. That was crazy. And me. he
1: didn't even scream that much or anything. I would have been flipping out.
0: No, I think that was episode like four or five that that happened. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was insane. And then like the it next, shocking. The next episode, he's covering it because he's having to get together with the, his poker buddies. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, he, I mean, he's bleeding through his shirt so he puts the jacket on and then they get into that scuffle with that Ogden guy or whatever and uh, then he, he has to come out to Giles of uh, what happened. mm mm-hmm. uh, Which, uh, I think that was the, um, what was that, the remembrance, remembering episode where they had like the just after that, there was there was the uh, festival where everybody got together and they were remembering all the dead coal miners. Right. And he freaked out and showed the whole town that he had the carving in his chest.
1: And see, that's what I was kind of surprised about is why... Holy shit. He was very quick to reveal that this had happened. But, like, at first he was trying to cover it up and not tell anybody, like mm-hmm. at the poker game, and he covered it up with the bandage. But then all of a sudden he's telling the entire community. And I didn't understand why he was so quick to... Change.
0: Well, he was trying to prove, he was trying to call out that Sydney guy as the devil. Mm. So that, that was point. his way to prove it. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: But it just made him look
0: insane. It made him look totally insane. He walked into a trap. Okay. He totally walked into a trap on that one. Okay. Because I think right before that, he had had a discussion with Sydney. And Sydney said that you, um, it looks like you're the one that needs to be saved. Mm hmm. And that's when he punched him in the face. Is that when it happened? I think so. And then, then that Sydney guy showed up, and was like, "What are you talking about? You know, what's or maybe he that maybe that's when he said it. Maybe that's when he said you need to be saved in front of everybody else. Yeah. Um, but um, he's like, but yeah, what do you? T- I'm just here to, you know, say hi." how's everybody doing show remembrance show pre- you know appreciation <laughs> for all our lost coal miners yeah and people are like who the hell are you anyways like no one knew who the guy was but he's showing up and he's totally making a fool out of the reverend at mm-hmm. that point it was it was a pretty big turning point because i think uh reverend reverend was kind of dealing with a lot of shit leading up to that anyways because he was reali- realizing he had no power
1: Right, because Kyle is the one who actually does right. the demon exorcisms. I so guess you I think could say
0: up until that point, he had been going through this whole battle of, is what I'm doing, even doing anything. Mm-hmm. When Kyle kept having to step in and cut himself and pour the blood into these people, they were supposedly exorcising. Mm-hmm. Even Giles was saying the people. Giles the uh, sheriff sheriff was saying that the. Um, the exorcisms weren't doing anything, and I think the Reverend was like he he was he didn't want to hear it, and that's why he started trying to exorcise people without Kyle to prove to himself that he could still do it, mm-hmm. and that wasn't working. That blew up in his face. Yeah, so they kind of split ways during that whole thing. Anyways, I think the I, that that scene was crazy, but it was a major turning point, and which is probably why they made it extra crazy
1: yeah. and early. Early on,
0: ugh, it was car. It looked like it was carved so deep, though, gross.
1: <laughs> well, the scene in the bathroom when he's trying to clean it all up and he's got the yeah, the bloody rags ever- everywhere, yeah. ugh, that was gross. <laughs> and there's like chunks in the sink, ugh, ugh. ugh. Yeah, all I right, I
0: can't imagine.
1: My number four <clears throat> is Patrick Fugit's um, performance as Kyle Barnes. I thought he is absolutely fantastic as this character and he does really well at with his facial expressions and his body language with portraying emotions without using his words. And he really at first comes off as this, like the nice guy down the road who's single, a single dad just trying to get by and assimilate back into a community after he's been gone for a while. And then all of a sudden he's kind of like, he becomes the savior of the town and even though people don't really realize that yet but he's the one that's actually making stuff happen and exercising these demons
0: well, he's, he's like the perfect unrecognizable character yeah like he he doesn't know he can do anything and
1: right and that's what i'm trying to say is that he's he's very innocent seeming and he you can watch him through the throughout this the progression of the season his demeanor changes and he's he's like trying to figure out himself what's going on and figure out who he is as a person and why these evil things are attracted to him. What has he done in his life to make this happen? And did he cause the things that have happened with his wife and his mom and all this stuff? And, um, he's just trying to protect his daughter and other people in the town. And, but it's really cool to see that transition from episode one to episode 10.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I really like that. And then, um, by the season finale or the, the series finale, it's like, you. there's this one scene where his daughter calls him, and she, I'm not going to spoil this season finale, I guess. Maybe I shouldn't say too much about it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Are we assuming everybody's watched this whole thing?
1: All right, I'll assume that you have not seen the finale. And I'll just say there's a scene when his daughter calls him, and you can see so many things going on in his face. All these questions about what he just did and what could have been, what could have happened differently. Is that now vague I, enough?
0: I don't. Yeah, it's pretty vague. Cause I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> and I watched it. <laughs> I don't want to go into too much detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. Okay, yeah, like her, like his uh, recognizing of what she finds out about herself or mm. what he finds out about her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. We'll leave it at that.
1: Okay. Good.
0: No, his character is awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but I, you know, I talk, I start talking about him, and then I start thinking about the rever- the Reverend's great. Mm-hmm. Reverend's character is incredible.
1: He is. I feel like he's been in something that I've seen, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've seen him before.
0: I, you know, it's just all of them are kind of these tough luck cases in a way. I mean, they're but mm. and it, they all kind of have like these depressing lives in a way.
1: I think that leads back to the whole Rome, West Virginia thing.
0: They're just, but I shouldn't say all. Oh, these guys, these main characters. Because, like, his, you know, Megan is his... His sister. Yeah, his sister. I mean, she seems to have a fine life up until yeah, all this happens. Yeah, she's happy. Yeah.
1: And then she's not.
0: His neighbor.
1: <gasps> seemed like the fine. neighbor. He That's was what awesome. I wanted to bring up.
0: He was great. And when he died, it was like, ah, oh, why'd they kill that guy off? Because I kind of felt like he was going to be his Yoda. I know. I felt the same way.
1: So, do you think that?
0: What a nerdy way to put it.
1: Is Yoda? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think that Sydney manipulated that situation to the point where that man killed himself?
0: I, I so don't that he know. could take
1: his house and live next door to Kyle,
0: or made it look like he killed himself. That's what I thought. Because it wasn't Sydney's knife there or something?
1: I don't know if it was Sydney's knife. Didn't we actually Didn't see he him slit, slice? slit his... his wrist? Yeah. But was it okay, okay. the neighbor that here's did the th- it, or Here's Sydney? the thing
0: the whole Sydney character, we don't know enough about the Sydney character. Because my thought is that he's kind of the devil incarnate, or at least sent by. He's like the head guy, right? Mm hmm. Over all these other minions that are filled with black goo. Right. He's camping right next to Kyle, which I just don't understand how that's okay. Because he went over there to say, yeah, I knew the guy after. Okay, when when um, Kyle's neighbor dies, mm-hmm. kills himself, mm-hmm. Sydney's caught over there. And he's like, oh, I'm just you know making sure his things are where they need to be, blah, blah, blah. But then he stays there. Why? Who lets him stay there? I don't I get know. that. There's there's a few
1: unanswered questions.
0: And he's right next to Kyle's house. So the bad guy, Data, again, <laughs> is right next to his house, and no one's like that. Doesn't raise any eyebrows. Like the sheriff's not like you got to get the hell out of here. This same guy is able to go down there and talk shit to his friend, the Reverend, and that's okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it can take a while to get somebody's affairs in order when they die. So, okay, fine. I can believe that he's staying there. But we don't know the timeline of what's going on either. Of how many days have passed since well, episode been, one to right. whatever.
0: It, it, felt, it, it felt like during the storyline, he was there like a week.
1: Yeah. That's totally... Probably because
0: we were binge watching this for a week.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's totally understandable. I can see that happening.
0: I guess. I mean, but it, it, I mean, isn't the place like a murder scene? The guy committed suicide and you're just gonna let this white guy that has no proof of any type of relationship. You gotta to bring the guy. race
1: into it? Huh? You gotta bring race into it?
0: Okay. He's data. He's like the whitest guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know that from years and years of watching Star Trek. He has no melanin in his skin at all. <laughs> <laughs> or his hair in, this, in he's almost, this show.
1: He's almost angelic, isn't he?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he's the total opposite. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. He looks like a fake human.
1: He does. You're That's right. That's why
0: he's cast. He looks like a fake person.
1: You're right. That's funny.
0: He could be a mannequin.
1: <laughs> uh, which, by the way, Brent Spiner is my number three. That's, okay, because we're talking all about him.
0: Okay, I'm fine. saying
1: that he's my number three. Okay, so.
0: But you already brought him up, didn't you? As like one of your faves. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can I? You're, was that the one you're gonna go with next? Yeah. Okay.
1: But I already said everything I wanted to say about him. So you go ahead with your three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Mildred.
1: Ah, Mildred.
0: Mildred was awesome. She's
1: and, the best.
0: There, there were the tiny hints of thing things about Mildred that mm-hmm. that kind of sewed themselves together into a storyline that I may, thought made her awesome. For I mean, for one thing, she uh, her reactions <laughs> and her facial expressions were great. The 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 whole um, idea that she is like the mean well not mean but like snippety uh church lady mm-hmm. through the whole thing mm-hmm. i think was awesome perfect yeah because she's she's you know holding herself in like the highest regard of course you know she's miss doily and shit like that and, and humbles yeah exactly you go over to her house <laughs> when and this is goes back to the reverend is trying to well at at this point he, he didn't exercise her he went they, he and Kyle went over there
1: well he exercised her a few years ago
0: oh that's right that's why he was she was so into the congregation that's right, right. so he's trying to prove to himself that his exorcisms are working right so they go over and visit at her, her house, house. Mm-hmm. and she's got all those Hummels all that collection of stuff mm-hmm. which then comes up again when Sydney goes over to her house and he's like why do you collect all this stuff mm-hmm. so they bring it up twice. Because Kyle's looking at all the things. He's picking the things up. And he's like, like, like the trinkets. And he's like, what the hell is this crap? And then Kyle comes home to his house. Or here's a knock or something. I think he had just gotten home. He went out the front door. And there's that Hummel sitting on his front doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then all of a sudden he gets whacked with the cane. Yep. Ah, oh, what a great scene. Because it's <laughs> like, here's the old woman that just smacked the hell out of him. And she left like the little bait sitting out there. <laughs> Which was the little figurine, the little trinket. That was a great Which scene. was not
1: the first time that the bait was left. The Hummel.
0: When he got hit, that wasn't the first time? I thought that was the first time.
1: No. Or not the only time, I meant to no, say. The, yeah, it that, happened again.
0: But that, yeah, that was the first time it got set out, I think. And that probably is my number three. Well, didn't... Mildred is, I mean, she's up there, but just that scene itself. Yeah. Where he goes out there and all of a sudden he gets smacked down by the old woman. So you Ugh. like the violent parts. I guess the surprising parts. (laughs) What does that say about you? I don't know. You married me.
1: (laughs) Luckily, you're not too violent at home. Well,
0: no, it's, I mean, you know, we're watching the series. It's, you're watching, and there's all these relationships. There's all this intertwined, you know, dialogue going on. And all of a sudden, it's just like, you know?
1: Well... I like Mildred. I'm very into facial expressions and I love Mildred's facial great. expressions because it's like she's sucking on a lemon every time you see her on camera. She's like very puckered and uh, just mean yeah. old lady look. And then her little one-liners, some of the things that she said to Sydney No, wait, not to Sydney, to um Reverend. What's his name? Anderson. Reverend Reverend Anderson. The things that she said to Reverend Anderson when she was sitting at her house were hilarious about how she loves she she said he was asking her like whatever happened to when we used to play games together and she's like i hate board games or something like that and they get to talking and then finally she's like you're right i do like board games do you Mm want to play
0: scrabble (laughs) right
1: and the way she said it made me die laughing
0: it was very funny well i think through all that combing through the relationships of the people that he had dealt with, and the exorcisms and stuff, you start seeing like the underlying evil that's still in all the people
1: mm-hmm, that you can't trust them, and you probably shouldn't trust them,
0: and that they're hiding stuff from him.
1: Yeah, that
0: they're you know they they went through because I think that's the other thing that's explained, and that's that's where that RV comes in as they go through this crazy transition when mm-hmm. they get possessed. Uh, Where they can't control themselves. And that's kind of, you're you're seeing, okay, well, then they have to kind of control themselves and hide it from people and hide it from the Reverend. And um, you see that with Ogden and his wife because everybody thinks, okay, well, Ogden had some relationship or some connection to this trailer. Mm -hmm. What was he doing out there?
1: It makes you think that he, like, took a teenager out there and raped her or something. Yeah, and especially since it was, it
0: was happening all during the same timeline when they were talking about Donnie. Yes. And how he Well, who raped. was also
1: a character in Preacher?
0: Isn't was
1: Isn't that he?
0: funny? Donnie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Um, but that was happening in the same episode mm-hmm. when they were talking, Donnie comes back in the picture, and it's all about how Donnie had raped... Megan. Megan, when he was a foster child living at his house, at her house, wasn't that what it was? I think she was a foster child. Oh, she was the foster child. Excuse yeah. me. Okay.
1: Yeah, which brings up a whole. Oh right,
0: because other the thing. Mo- Their mom is
1: right. Time. Like, where was Megan during this entire episode where Kyle is getting beaten by his mom? We never see her as a kid. I
0: don't know.
1: And then my other question is: But
0: were they friends or were they brother and sister? That's the thing. I thought they maybe they were friends.
1: They I think they're their brother and sister. Okay. That's what they keep
0: saying. Okay. Yeah. Um I should know that. But I kept feeling like there was like I mean there was a separation obviously.
1: Yeah. But my other question too is about the um the the RV that Ogden has. They make it they said, they actually said that the demons when they first enter a host body, they, it takes them a few days to get used to that body. And that's when they, they go crazy and do all their violent... They have all their violent tendencies to really hurt people. So when Kyle's mom was beating him, they made it sound like he was being beaten for a long period of time throughout his childhood. But then you see those flashbacks of her throwing him a kiss and happy days. And he's riding his bicycle, which later on we see has grown into a tree because it's been sitting there so long. But so when she was possessed by the demon, was that over a long period of time or was that for a couple of days? Well,
0: I think it was over a short period of time. That's it was, That uh, was it, very unclear to me. Yeah, it, they didn't make it very clear, but they kept showing very similar scenes. There yeah. were scenes when... But I agree with you that there's there is kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It's un- unknown information as far as how long that was going on. Mm-hmm. But it was always in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, at points, he had locked her up, and then he was locked up. Mm-hmm. And there was always like the spoon in the lock. And that's pretty much all they showed. They didn't really show much else. And but at the same same token, we've got that other girl that is getting locked up in the closet and she's drawing something in the closet. His daughter. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah. That was getting locked up and she was drawing in the closet with the black stuff coming out of the mom's mouth. Right. So.
1: Hmm, okay. So maybe it was short. Like a few days. Yeah. And she just snapped and that's what everybody thought is she just snapped. Yeah. And beat the shit out of him. Yep.
0: And, and then, then went
1: then, into a coma. Hmm, okay.
0: Because the the same thing with the, his wife. I mean, it was just like, it was just like how Megan turned. Yeah. She just kind of had some flashes in the shower and then all of a sudden, boop, she was fucked.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Okay, cool. And we're talking about Megan is... Kyle's sister. Kyle's sister and the wife of the police officer that then got killed with the mirror. We said we weren't going to do any details about the Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> was that the finale?
1: That was the finale. Okay. <laughs> well, that was the, the
0: episode before the finale, maybe. All right. Cutting room floor. <laughs> I think it's Oh, fine. really? That was like one of my favorites, though. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> All right. All right,
1: whose turn is it? Is it mine?
0: Um, We're on number
1: two. Number two? Mm-hmm.
0: One that I think that uh, my number two mm-hmm. that I think probably would have been overshadowed was that performance by um, the police officer or the um, the guy in jail, police officer's friend Blake.
1: Oh yeah,
0: that, that guy was awesome. He was very good. That was a great scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Which scene?
0: The well, when he's in prison and they go and go to prison to exercise the guy
1: to interrogate him and yeah, then and exercise yeah, him. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that was incredible. That was it creepy. Was, it was extremely creepy, but it was so well done.
1: I didn't understand the whole...
0: Does that go back to me picking the weirdly really weird stuff again? Or... <laughs> I guess <it laughs> does.
1: I didn't understand the reason for that episode. I don't know if it really did a whole lot, but that actor was really good.
0: Um, uh, well, you caught me off guard on that one. I don't know. Did it do much for the the development of the characters?
1: I mean, I think the only thing that we really learned is that um well, I mean it, that Kyle has something that's attracting these demons to him.
0: Yeah, and it, and emph- that he has a purpose. Right, and they knew who he was. Right. Cuz they called him that. He called so him the that outcast. That's true. Mm-hmm. He uh it uh emphasized again that his blood was what was driving stuff out of these things. Mm-hmm. Um so, I don't know. It didn't add a ton, I guess, but that man, that scene was awesome. That was one of, uh, obviously, one of my favorites out of the series. So
1: that was a scary ass guy. Like he, he was, he
0: was intense.
1: Yeah, I would not want to come across him in a dark alley because it felt like he was going to come through the screen and just kill you. Mm-hmm. He was like one of those mass murderer, serial killer type guys. Who's he's like, um, Fava no. Beans. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm going to eat you.
0: <laughs> was it just because of because he was locked up? No, it was just... And then a... he like broke his hand to get it out of the handcuffs? Oh,
1: yeah. No, he just had this look in his eye like he was just crazy, like wackadoodle. Don't you think? That's what yeah. made him a little crazy creepy? Yes. Yeah.
0: He looked like he was going to eat your face off. He did. Yes, for sure.
1: And that's what made the episode good. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, so my number two is just the entire Demon Possession storyline. The fact that it is coming from Kirkman.
0: Oh, you see, you're, like, going grand stuff. You you and Scott always go, like, with the grand things. Is that wrong? Is that nah, bad? No, that's okay. That's fine. What's wrong? You guys are too deep. <laughs> you're much more deeper than I go. I'm like, I liked it when that guy ran out of gas. You're like... I love the entire series. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (coughs)
1: That's why we do well together.
0: Okay,
1: sure. Because we can see it from different angles, but...
0: Completely different angles.
1: I'm just saying that since this is a Kirkman show and we are all used to zombies versus demons with Kirkman storylines... Yes. ...that this is very refreshing and new and exciting, which I'm sure... Which is what I was saying about Kirkman himself, that he probably feels the same way, yeah, and that, um, but the cool thing is that this show reminds me a lot of the Exorcist, I mean, we didn't have any heads spinning around and pea soup being shot out, but I was scared. there were some parts where I was really scared, and there aren't too many shows that genuinely scare me to the point where I'm trying to cover my eyes and scream when I'm watching them, especially. A TV series. So that is really exciting to me. Yeah. So that's all I got to say. It's just very classic horror story elements in this show.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, there's, there's definitely some, some gruesome scenes, but it's not filled with that i mean there's there's a lot of mystery to it all
1: no i know it's and that's i mean there's some gruesome but there's it's not all gruesome there's like a lot of drama there's a little bit of comedy mixed in not comedy but like there's some there's some chuckles every now and then don't you think i think
0: i just you keep saying that i don't know that there's not any <laughs> chuckles it's kind, of, it's kind of a depressing coal miner town and, and the only chuckles are like in the dialogue between like Reverend and Kyle when well, they're like just Well like
1: Mildred, she's hilarious. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, she was she was funny, but she's not like funny, funny. <laughs> she is
1: I know, that's why I called it chuckles, not like belly laugh.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: But anyways, ha ha ha, ha. I think there's a good bit of <laughs> <laughs> there's there's different elements in this show that keep you want to come back. Yeah. But, but the the main crux of it is that there's really good classic horror.
0: Elements, yeah, they scare the shit there's out of you. Good writing uh, and depth to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Mildred, yes, that was one of my favorites, was because she was kind of a humorous character. Um, because she's just a mean old church lady <laughs> 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 who collects humbles, but she's actually the embodiment embodiment of the devil. <laughs> right?
1: She's like what you would think every church lady would be.
0: Yeah, but she's supposed to be secretly the, possessed by yeah, the demons. No, but she's supposed to she's supposed to be like, you know, the church cat lady kind of person who mm-hmm. can do no no wrong but just constantly is correcting people. But mm-hmm. she's actually possessed by the devil. So yeah, it's it's a good irony. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: Anyways, I think it's awesome.
0: See, now I'm, I'm kind of stuck because I'm at my number one, but um, my number one was the mirror thing, stabbing in the throat.
1: Go ahead. Say it.
0: I can't say it now. So I got to go. Okay. So this might not be my n- number one, but this was one that I, an eerie scene that I liked Uh huh. was when, um, was that Mark and Giles, the cop and the sheriff? Mm-hmm go out to the forest and they see all those raccoons nailed to the trees.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about that.
0: Yeah, when they're going out and they oh. find the trailer, the RV and stuff.
1: That was very Blair Witch.
0: Yeah, okay. but it's like, oh shit, there's some shit going down. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the forest now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that was early on when we didn't really know what was going on. Uh
0: uh-uh. Which, okay, I have to go back and say, do we ever find out why they were nailing animals to the tree? No. Okay, it was just for freakdom freakiness i guess so okay
1: no no they just glossed right over that part
0: the scene was fucked up though Mm -hmm. because it was like and the guy came in to the sheriff's office and dumped the animal carcasses on their desk and they're like oh shit what are you doing he was leaking blood in
1: God, yeah i forgot all about
0: that yeah that was and he's like i've
1: called you several times and you've ignored me and so here you are with the bloody mess
0: yeah. on your hands so they finally go out there and they see all the animals nailed to the trees that was like oh shit something this big is going on B- tying back into something big is coming mm-hmm. the RV was where they were taking these people to transition Tra- yeah transition well said thank you thank you um so Ogden and his wife I have no idea what her name's probably like Sherry
1: Phyllis or something okay. isn't it
0: I don't know it doesn't matter she's evil
1: Yeah. Well, she's not evil.
0: Well, they, so so Giles tells them to get out of town. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't. Right. They go to whatever it is, like it looks like a a upholstery shop or something like that and start Mm -hmm. setting up shop there. Not upholstery. There's mannequins. It's a dressmaking shop. Right. And so uh, they're setting up shop there to start transitioning people for whatever's coming.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Sydney's there for whatever's coming. So we don't know what that is, though. Something big's coming. But when... Winter's coming. Yeah, it's not... win. Well, yeah, it's coming here. It's going to get cold here.
1: But <laughs> it's supposed to snow on Saturday.
0: <laughs> when Giles tells Ogden to leave town, Ogden said something like, we could have saved you or I could have protected you yeah. or something like that. I could
1: have protected you from the big thing that's getting ready to yeah.
0: happen. Yeah, so something big's going to happen next season, so...
1: But you you saw Ogden... He, yeah, he kind of t- changed his mind, too.
0: Well, he By the end of it. He <laughs> not know what the fuck it is, obviously, either. Even though he's warning Giles.
1: No, I know. But at the beginning and towards the middle, he was still pretty comfortable with the fact that his wife...
0: Yeah. Well, he thought he had a handle on yeah. something. And then when they reset up shop, he's like, I don't want to stay here. We're he's supposed like, to leave. what the
1: fuck is happening? Something. Yeah. This is not in my control anymore.
0: Well, because I think, I think he was already set that they were leaving. Mm-hmm. And getting out of all that, and that's when Sydney called his wife and said, "I have a new job for you." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think and with Sydney so was on not, the Sydney on the scene, he's like things are kind of flipping on their heads a little bit. Yeah, and what was status quo is no longer status quo because they're preparing for something big. So
0: I think they're preparing for whatever the evil thing is in Preacher. To He's come gonna, and get them. They're going to come over They're going to be a crossover. Yeah, and they're going to do like a crazy crossover thing.
1: And maybe God is hiding out.
0: It is kind of funny that it's a, the same unknown <laughs> black thing, black substance that's like...
1: It's true. I never would have thought about that unless you had said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so next season.
1: Yep. It's going to be great. So we highly recommend Outcast. It's a fantastic series, and you have to check it out. right?
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think everybody knows by, by now that it, yes, I think it's incredible. <laughs> I thought it was really good.
1: Okay. Well, okay, so like we said earlier, the next time, That we do our podcast. We're going to be reviewing Westworld. So I'm going to put up a thread on Facebook for Westworld. So if any of you have seen that show, then you can leave your reviews of it on that thread. And we'll do the same on Twitter, right? Yeah, HBO. Yes, you can see it on HBO. Right. So it's a little bit easier than Cinemax to find it. So yeah, let us know. We're about five episodes in right now, right?
0: Yeah. How many episodes are there? I don't know. Okay.
1: Haven't done my research yet. Oh, my God, Kim. <laughs> but Scott will be with us for the yeah.
0: next episode. Yeah, Scott is chomping at the bit to talk about that one. I know. He He's loved it. super excited about yes. it. Yes.
1: Um, and as of right now, we're not really sure when we're actually going to do that episode.
0: No, okay. I'd say a week. Maybe we'll next give, week. You know, we'll give it a week after this one airs.
1: And Walking Dead comes back February 12th.
0: You're looking at me. I have no idea. <laughs> Something like that in February. I have no idea what today is. It's the 4th. No, you're not supposed to say that.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You can erase that. (laughs) All right. Um, You can also email us or leave us a voicemail and let us know how you feel, and we can play it on the air.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So I think it's time to wrap it up.
0: I also want to say, if you guys have watched Outcast or if you do watch Outkast, uh, the next week or so, uh, let us know, because we're trying to get Scott to watch it too, I think he wants to, mm-hmm. uh, just hasn't had a chance to do it, and um, so we'd love to hear your opinions, uh, we'll make Scott read them, and then he can respond to them, and he'll probably be like, well, I don't agree, and then that, that's <laughs> that all sucks, feel- <laughs> that's horrible idea, and hear. then we'll actually discuss them and be like, shut up, Scott.
1: Yeah. And if you have any other ideas for shows that we should review, that would be awesome too. Or a movie. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a movie in forever.
0: You saw a movie yesterday.
1: Mm, that was a kid movie. Yes. We
0: could review... You're not reviewing Moana? Just... <laughs> How was it, Kim? It was very good.
1: Yeah? <laughs> yes. It made me cry.
0: Did all the kids stay awake during it? No. Okay. It did make you cry. It did. <laughs> 'Cause
1: it was about loving the ocean. Okay. And oh. and you know yeah. being drawn to it like I am. Anyways, don't make me cry again.
0: Kim's drawn to the ocean and dead <laughs> people.
1: The ocean and dead
0: people. Yeah. Floaters. So yeah, fear the walking dead. Exactly. Right up
1: Thanks again for listening to the Fear Me Podcast. You can download our episodes from wherever you download your favorite podcast from. You can find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com, or you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. I've been
0: praying all night long, and I've been...